Welcome to the London Welsh Rugby Club podcast. This is episode nine, and it's a special one, the end of season club awards special. The intention was to record all the players on a Saturday when they received their end of season awards. But alas, the technology I was using failed me, or was it the other way around? I'm not sure. Anyway, the players thankfully gave up their time for me to record these interviews remotely. I would like to put on record a huge thanks to Old Deer Park, who put in long hours to enable the event for London Welsh, where about 70 to 80 players attended with a mixture of old and new, and they celebrated last season's achievements, received their awards, and got to know each other, all within the COVID regulations. I would also like to thank the Lampew, former London Welsh player, who works for Spotify globally, as he's editing these podcasts for your enjoyment. Whenever the season commences, and we hear from Kai about that, the intention is to speak to the players from all the senior squads to get to know, so you get to know them and to understand their thoughts on the matches they have participated in. This will be mixed with interviews with personalities from across the club and also former players. I hope you enjoy this episode. It's a bit rough and ready, but you get to hear from all the award winners and our director of rugby. The London Welsh Rugby Club podcast, end of season club awards special. Take it away. Welcome to Tom Baldwin, Clubman of the Year. Congrats on the award, Tom. Must feel quite must feel quite special winning this award. Uh, yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, it was um, it was a bit unexpected, but uh, you know, really happy to uh, to pick the award up. Um, uh, good day all round yesterday, so yeah, thoroughly thoroughly happy with that. It's voted by your peers, isn't it? Because you are the social secretary, so you're the one who organises all the player piss ups. <laughs> Is that the reason you've got it? Do you think? Um, possibly, yeah. Um, my, between myself, um, Reese Howell, Sam Mahoney, um, you know, we've, we've pulled together the socials this year. Um, so, I, you know, I think I, I might have got it for that, and the fact that I'm always at the club, I think, living around the corner. So, uh, a bit of a second home for me now. And I, I think you're a, you're a great role model for the whole club because you come and watch the women play. I've seen you around on Sunday morning watching the minis and youth. And, you know, I think it's a fully deserved award for you. And also, yesterday, you managed to pick up your 50 cap as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, uh, both Kai and myself hit 50 at at certain points in the season. Um, And I wasn't actually expecting us to get um, uh, the cap, which is a really nice touch. Um, So I think we'll be getting that framed put up on the wall, I think. It's a lovely cap as well, isn't it? Yeah, really nice. And it actually fits, which is miraculous. We've got such a big head. But yes, lovely, lovely little touch. Um, on a more serious note, a couple of things I'd like to point out, really. I think last season was your best season for London Welsh, without a shadow of doubt, in my opinion. I think your consistency in your playing performance was evident for everyone, as was your increased leadership role within the team. Did you prepare yourself any differently for last season? And were you asked to step up on a leadership front? Um, yeah, I, I think um, I, I definitely put a lot more work in uh, during pre-season last year. Um, obviously, it's a it was a, a bigger challenge than the year before, um, so I sort of acted accordingly with that. We'd be doing the same this year with, uh, with trying to get into into a bit of shape, just so I can sort of keep my uh, performance at level. I'm happy with it. 
Um, so, you know, it'd be interesting to see whether, you know, how we got on with that again this year, because it's again, step up. So more fitness needed, a bit more, bit more work in the gym. So hopefully I'll, I'll be able to, to rise to that again this year. Um, and, and yeah, I think at, at certain points of the, the, throughout the year, Kai asked me to, to step up, whether that was pack leader, um, also captained uh, away at Grasshoppers. Um, just so when when Kai's not playing now, or whether he's just sort of taking a step into the actual management of the game instead of playing, that I can come in and, and fill that spot for him. That's great, and it's also you know it's very evident how how together the whole senior squad is. You know, players were moving between the squad with ease, playing numbers, staying strong. But why do you think that is? And so, what part do you play in, in ensuring that togetherness is consistent? Um, I think it's it's. Uh, you know, not to sound too uh, cliche, we are actually, a, you know, a, a big group of mates here. Um, I think the social element in the squad is very strong, which then breeds um, a good uh, playing ethos. I think you don't want to let your mates down. Um, uh, and, you know, we, we've got two very competitive squads now we've built up just do through player retention, you know, and, and boys getting to know each other a bit more since we formed in in 2017 so now you know it's not a um it's not an issue i think really if you're if you're selected to play for the druids you know some you know previously that might be a bit of a hit to the morale but it's actually a, a really good standard of rugby to be playing and, and you know you're still playing with your mates week in week out which is all we're really interested in doing here um so i, th I think it just breeds a a, a strong cl a strong club mentality then no, I agree. And you know, at the awards event yesterday, lots of new players were, were were in attendance. So you must be looking forward to the increased competition. So you know, you, know, you mentioned a bit about pre-season, but how are you going to get ready for next season? Uh, yeah, I think it's it's going to be looking like we've got a, a a big squad coming together for the new year. Quite a lot of new boys coming down, um, which which is actually good. You know, we can't. It's only so far you can progress. Um, if you haven't got strength in depth, I think you know we've been running for the last two or three seasons with maybe one or two people to cover each position. You know, myself and Kai playing 80 minutes week in, week out. Andy Black and, and Mike Griffiths in the front row playing 80 minutes every single week. Um, so, you know, it's not only good from a competition point of view, but actually to have the ability to sub some boys in here and there to get a bit of rest through the season is going to be going to be really key moving forward. Um and, and you know, I think the the preparation is just the same. Just focus on on myself. You know, we'll see where we are come to the um, when we come in through pre season. If this if there's certain areas need to be worked on, just to make, make sure I can still make the team. But uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about that just now. Uh, no worries. And on a more light hearted note, your girlfriend was your sponsor last year. How did that come about? <laughs> Uh, well, as it happens, uh, my girlfriend was in fact not my sponsor, um, but a, a group of the uh, supporters, uh, including Terwin, um, got together and sponsored me midway through the season and uh, played a bit of a joke on me, said they were going to uh, include my girlfriend's name in, the, you know, in among their names as a list of sponsors and then just put her name forward, which is a bit of a... Bit of a, a joke there from the boys, which I found very funny, uh, and and Stacey loved it as well. She thought it was hilarious. 
That is great. And it's actually not the easiest surname to pronounce, is it? It's Stacey Van Ville, is that right? Van Vliet, yeah. Proper, Van Vliet. proper Dutch name. Uh, proper Dutch girl, I should say. <laughs> yeah, we, we've had some issues with that in the past. <laughs> well, look, Tom, um, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. And I do uh, wish you the best in pre-season. And I know we'll be talking to you throughout the season. So all the best in pre-season, Tom. Yeah, thanks a, bit. Thanks a bunch, mate. Cheers. Welcome to the pod, club captain, Chris Lilly. How are you? Good, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. So it's double congratulations for you, Chris, because firstly, you got married last week in Ireland, and of course, you've won the coach's player of the season for the second time running. <laughs> yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good couple of uh, couple of days, actually. Um, Ash and I were lucky enough to, to fly home and get married, a really small ceremony, um, and then actually booked an early flight without her knowing uh, I told her pre-season was starting, but uh, it was the awards night. So got away with that one um, and thankfully came away with, with the coach's player. So yeah, over the moon. So you must be proud to win that. Obviously, obviously having won it twice in succession, what's your secret thing, Chris? Is it like buying Welsh cakes or is it bringing Kai's pre-match coffee? <laughs> yeah, I, I wish, I wish. Um, no, I, I, honestly, I don't know. Um, very, very lucky, very fortunate. Um, so so happy and uh, lucky to kind of play with the bunch of guys that I do. Um, everyone's incredibly hardworking, um, very very committed. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the talent we've had over the last couple of seasons is, is very very high. So, in all honesty, it, it could have been anyone. So um, maybe it is the coffees pre-game. So you've got people like Will Taylor, Steve Shingler, you know Kai, Rocky, Paul. You know, they, they, these are you know lads have been around, so they, they obviously you know see your your leadership skills as as so valuable to the club. Yeah, look, it's it, it's a huge honour. Um, I've been fortunate enough to kind of captain the side uh, on a few fixtures last season as well. Um, but when you're being coached by ex pros, um, by guy, guys, even kind of Shing's currently still playing. Um, it, what we're getting from the club is is absolutely second to none. So we're, we're an incredibly fortunate bunch. Um, but yeah, like I said, to kind of get the nod of some award, doing something right. But um, yeah, yeah, blessed. You sort of mentioned it there really in your answer, but what, what does it mean to someone like yourself who's been with us a couple of years to be a captain of a club like London Welsh? I said this during our, um, our, our kind of Wales-England weekend. You know, it, it's, a, it's an absolutely massive honour to... You know, any sport, any level, to, to be asked to kind of captain a side um, is, is yeah, a, a great privilege. But to do it for a club such as London Welsh that has the, the huge, huge history, um, yeah, kind of seeing my name on a board alongside so many incredibly famous names is something you have to kind of pinch yourself for and um, definitely something I'm, I'm, I'm hoping not to take for granted. So when you reflect on last season and obviously us winning promotion, what are your key memories of, of that season? I think that, like, I, I think the, the the biggest thing I kind of take year after year is every time we get promoted because we're, we're kind of three from three now and entering the fourth year of the five year project, it, it's obviously going to get um, a lot more challenging. Um, you know, the standard is going to increase. The room for error is going to kind of minimise uh, the pace of the game, the physicality. Uh, it's going to be tougher and tougher. And each season, um, we, we keep performing. 
Um, and we always seem to be London Welsh, whether it's at Old Deer Park or if it's an away fixture for us, we are the team that everyone wants to beat. Um, so to kind of ha- take on that kind of accolade and have that pressure, but to still perform is is no mean feat. And I, I have to have to kind of give credit to the guys for, yeah, kind of carrying it on because it, it is a big pressure. It's, it's, it's a big club um, and there's a, a big kind of weight of expectation, but um, to, to deliver each year and each week uh, is, yeah, it's, it's pretty impressive. If you talk about how, how challenging it's going to be next season, I think Kai mentioned it's going to be 60% more challenging next season. How are you personally going to get ready for it? I think that, you know, like we always meet at the start of the season, kind of set out our, our kind of expectations and our, our kind of our goals. And it's always promotion. It's, it's the number one goal. Um, anything that kind of comes along top of that, we're very close to, uh, you know, our unbeaten record at Old Deer Park in the league, I think is spanning over three seasons now. Um, but yeah, kind of going back to what I said before, we've got a strength and conditioning coach in Will Taylor, who's um, an ex-pro. So he he's, runs us through the rings uh, with plenty of fitness, plenty of strength and conditioning. Um, you know, Kai and Shings have their game plan set out for us. So, you know, it, it's definitely looking back on what we did right and perhaps what we can kind of improve on. And we're very honest with ourselves, um, but with a slightly, I suppose, kind of more extended... Uh, off season now, all the more time for us to kind of get get prepped for you know whenever the actual season may commence. And when you reflect on Saturday at the, the event of the club uh, and see some you know so many new faces and and the energy around the place and you know obviously the first time you've been you know with your fellow players since the, the lockdown and since promotion, you must you must feel energized from that burst from Saturday. Oh, hundred percent. It, it's something we've been looking forward to for so long. Um, you know, we, we had our Zoom celebrations and things, and of course, stay in touch with the guys. Um, but yeah, to, to actually kind of see everyone and uh, enjoy their company from from a safe distance was was really really special. Um, you know, saw some new faces, and actually, some of the comments of some of the new guys was that, that they're looking to join a club that has this buzz, that has this camaraderie, that uh, kind of welcomes them with open arms. Um, you know, because unfortunately, by the same things. They have not had that uh, in their previous clubs. Um, so to have a turnout of, jeez, oh, it must have been kind of 40, 50 lads um, all in our kind of safe pods. It was really, really good. Really, really good. And like I said, an absolute credit to, to the club and why so many people enjoy playing for London Welsh. Look, Chris, look, good luck for the pre-season. You know, I know we're going to talk to you quite a few times during the season, but just to wish you well in the pre-season and I look forward to seeing you back at ODP soon. Likewise, thanks so much, guys. Cheers, Cheers. bye-bye. Bye. Next up, we have Finn Carter, Druids Player of the Season. Congrats, Finn. Must be great to win an award like this in your first senior season of senior rugby and voted for by the players. Hi, thank you for having me. It must be great to win the award, though, eh? Oh yeah, it's been brilliant. I, I wasn't expecting it t- at all. And how was Saturday for you, meeting some of the, the players you played with and some seeing some new faces around the place? It, it was great to be back. Uh, this lockdown period has been so long. It was just great to see everyone, the social element, just talking to everyone, hoping to get back to rugby very soon. So how did you enjoy your first season of senior rugby? How did it come about? And I believe you really sort of enjoyed the social aspect of the club as well. 
Yeah, so I was looking for a step up and so I decided let's try men's rugby. So I joined at the end of pre-season and very second I joined, the social element was brilliant. Everyone was so welcoming. They took me under their wings and just helped me develop as a player. So you played for the Druids all of last season, obviously, yeah? Yeah. But you also made an appearance, uh, you made some appearances for the first 15? Yes, it, it turned out it was, it was uh, the very last game for the first team that, that I made an appearance in. Okay, who was that against? I can't remember now. Ooh. Sorry, was it an away fixture? No, it, it was at home. Um, I can't remember which team, sorry, but okay, I remember okay. it was a brilliant match. No, no worries. But you've been with the club. You know, one of the things that we want to celebrate is people coming through the minis and youth. And you've been with our club quite a long time. So, so who? You know, when did you start with the club, and who inspired you really at the club? So I started in the Little Wizards, the under fives, with Seb, who who taught me the fundamentals of rugby. And then I went all the way through, and uh, I had Gareth Hawkins, um, Alan Chingler, and Dermot Collins, which were all dads, but they, they took me all the way through all of the teams, just showing me the ways of how to play rugby and how to how to develop as a player. Now, interestingly, you know, I've refereed you in the past as a youth player and you played hooker um, most of your youth career. But yeah. where did you play in the Druids and why did you play there, do you think? So I played a lot of my time with Druids as a blindside flanker. Yeah, but uh, so you, you're not allowed to play hooker until you're 18, is that right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I had an interesting setup. I'd train as a hooker for the line-out throws. So during our line-out practice and during the games, I'd, I'd be throwing in for a hooker. But uh, in the scrums, I'd be playing blindside. No, that's fair enough. And you've just completed your A-levels. Yeah. So what is next for Fincata? Are you going to go to university or are you going to play for the New Orleans next season? So I'm planning to do a, a mix, a mix really. So I was going to do pre-season with Welsh, go to uni hopefully in September, and then whenever I have time off, come back and train and play for Welsh. And will rugby be part of your university um, education? Yes, I hope so. I was, I was planning to go to Hart pre-uni, so as they're quite big on rugby, I'd like to take my rugby further and always keep my, my connections with Welsh. No, good stuff, because you're one of our sort of shining lights, really. You're coming through the minis, the youth, and playing for the you know, the, the, the senior squads at 17. That, that's exactly the sort of behaviour we want to encourage in our club. So, Finn, have a great summer. Enjoy pre-season and good luck with university. Thank you so much. Cheers. Next up to the pod, we have Andy Wright, who won the Ockies Vets Player of the Season. Congrats, Andy. Must be very proud to win this award, as voted for by your peers. Absolutely made up. Uh, a complete surprise. And uh, it really did, you know, make me feel special. And, um, yeah, incredibly proud to be a part of the London Welsh setup. That's great, because I think, if, if memory serves me right, you'd have played for the Druids, Dragons and the Vets last season. Yep, I did uh, play for for all three of those teams, and I think for someone who's getting on a bit in life, a couple of absolutely great fixtures um, that we managed to play, 
The Friday night fixtures were a new thing for me. I was still a bit too young to have remembered it first time round because that was probably about 20 years ago, 15 years ago, when bets were playing on Fridays. Uh, and then we had a couple of epics back in uh, January where we travelled into the depths of South London to play the likes of Wallingham on a horribly wet, cold day against a team that um, really gave us a, a great match in exactly the right spirit that rugby should play, be played in. So, yeah, I had a really fun season with the club. You've been with London Welsh for quite a few seasons now. How do you think the atmosphere has changed since um, you know, Kai's been on board? Um, I think it's changed... It, there's always been quite a lot of change because uh, we've gone through a lot. But I think in terms of from Kai's involvement, um, I think it's um, I think it's much more of a whole sort of whole club environment and feeling. Um, our supporters now seem to be obviously they aren't being drawn away to any other uh, professional element or anything like that. I think across the teams, it's always difficult to maintain um, yeah, some sort of um, friendships and fun between some really different bunches of player groups from the first team down to the Ockies. But it, that has been done successfully. Um, and that's often thanks to the likes of Tom Baldwin, who got Clubman of the Year, who's been a great fun guy for, for pulling people together. But also you've got the likes of John Shanks as well, who, who pull things together. And Kai has, in effect, helped oversee the on-the-pitch stuff. And it's, it's really exciting. I'm, like, I'm now a vet and third-team player, really. And, but you do tiny bit bask in the glow reflected from those uh, those boys at the top. So yeah, great fun. But how do you think that the you know vets games on Friday night have gone down? Because it's been great to see you know Aldi Park that they were worse having floodlights and being able to have now you know these matches on a Friday night. And most clubs now are trying to get a vets team out. So I think it's encouraging people to come back to rugby now, isn't it? I actually think it's vital. Um, I I think there is. A bit of, I think there's some great challenges facing rugby um, across all levels. I think we do have too many rugby clubs in West London, so to have any club that can run a Friday night side, you are expanding that base from just training midweek and playing Saturdays um, for the men, Sundays for the youth and women. Any extra sort of playing time outside of that surely is um, a good thing, and it helps us, you know. We, I think it gives us a belief that we're going to be a successful, healthy club going forward in the long run. Yes, fingers crossed. And just speaking about next season and things like that, are you looking forward to pre-season or is this something the Ockies don't really participate in? <laughs> I generally think it passes us by, but um, I might have to get involved in pre-season training at another club because unfortunately for my time at London Welsh, my partner and kids and I are going to go on an adventure to Hungary for a year. Uh, we're moving to Budapest and I did at first think, well, I'm really trying to learn the language, so I don't want to meet too many uh, English speakers. Uh, and so I was thinking not to join the, a rugby club out there. And I suddenly realised, hang on, all the things I talk about that London Welsh is great at, friendship, networking opportunities. So I am going to join a club and unfortunately I might have to do pre-season to sort of show show that I'm committed and uh, possibly get something in return, as that's often the deal, isn't it? You People love helping, uh, but then they're hoping you're going to play on a few Saturdays and commit to the club, so I'll have to do the same. So is that pre-season at London Welsh or pre-season at a new club in Hungary? Uh, uh, it might be pre-season at a new club in Hungary. And, um, yeah, I've, I've got a couple of um, clubs that have been mentioned, but um, one I'm very interested in, and uh, I haven't contacted them, is one called Budapest Exiles, so I'm going to see if um, I'm expected to start doing some, uh, you know, shuttle runs. Uh, if it's touch, I'll be over the moon.
Well, look, you know, um, good luck for the 12 months in Hungary. I know you'll come back to our club because we're, you, you've been a great stalwart to the club for 12 years. And congratulations once again on winning the award for the Oki's Best Player of the Season, Andy. All the best. Thanks very much, Gareth. You have a lovely day. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Cheers. Welcome to the pod. Best newcomer, Adam Cole. How are you? Oh, very well, mate. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for joining me. Well done on the award. This was quite a hotly contested award, really, wasn't it? Oh, massively so, mate. I didn't expect to win it, to be honest. Um, you had my man, Reese Williams, Elliot, Jack Burnett, uh, the two scrum halves, all massively talented, better players than me, to be, to be quite frank. Well, you know, you you got the award. It's on it's on your shelf already. So, um, what did you make of, of your first season at the club, and, and how enjoyable was it for you? Oh, mate, it's the most fun I've had. However long I've been playing now, just the boys, the culture, winning. Obviously, <laughs> I haven't done a lot of that in my career. But you've played, you know, you've obviously you know, you've played rugby prior to coming to London Welsh. So, so what sort of clubs have you, have you played at, and um, and why is London Welsh? Uh, so different? Well, yeah, I played for about 10 clubs, I think. Um, maybe more even. But um, I've never never seen a culture like it. The setup, the coaching. You know, you're getting 36 players turning up on a, on a Tuesday and a Thursday. It's just unreal. And when you look back at last season, what sort of game or game did you enjoy the most? Well, you had the Chiswick game because they were hot on our heels and they were giving it the big one saying, oh, they're going to they're gonna thump us and all this. And then we uh, put 30 points on them, I think it was. And then all of the kind of close, hot, contested, you know, gritty games like the Falerians and the uh, Hampstead game. That's my sort of rugby. So you don't want like one of these easy games. You want like to you want to earn your win, yeah, and then earn your beer afterwards, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm a back row forward. I'm not exactly uh, running running round players. I'd rather just run into them and see who comes off better. <laughs> so at, at the, at the um, club event on Saturday, it was you know, we had quite a few new faces there. Do you think back row will be hotly contested next year? Uh, yeah, it looks like there's a few. Um, Oh, some massive boys, to be honest. Bloody hell. Couple number eights. Quite lively characters as well. So I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good one. Did it get quite loose then afterwards? Then you know after um, you know after sort of some of the directors left. Yeah, I think so. Um, I managed to slip off with a few of the boys to meet our girlfriends, and then we we came back a few hours later, and uh, there was some uh, interesting sights. <laughs> So you talk about all this increased competition. So what will you do to get yourself ready for the season then? Uh, it's a tough one for me, to be honest. Obviously, I'm not getting any younger. And then I've just started a new job. But I'm just going to have to um, try and fit in some extra fitness sessions, not turn up too out of shape. And then just hope I can uh, get a few games in. Well, I think the key thing for us is, you know, our, our first and second team is going to be quite close in terms of quality of players. And so that, that increased competition is going to drive standards, isn't it? And that, that's going to be, that's a good thing for everyone, really, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. You know, the Druids, that's where I, uh, when I first turned up, I, I was playing for the Druids. And it was just, you know, it was right up there with the quality of games I've been playing first team rugby elsewhere. And um, 
well, they were undefeated. Hopefully, you get another two uh, two championship teams this season. That'd be amazing. So, so when you look back at you know, last season and and, you know, and and London Welsh, what makes London Welsh an attractive proposition for new players? You know, why did you come to the club? So for me, it was a friend of mine put me in touch with um, the coaching staff. Obviously, I'm Welsh. You know, regardless of where you're from, you'll be welcome. But if you're Welsh specifically, you know, it's like a home from home. Yeah, you're gonna be you're gonna be part of furniture within a week. Yeah, you know, I don't um, think you won't get that elsewhere. You know what I mean? No, that's great. And also, we've got the world class choir, haven't we? That always helps helps <laughs> the, the post match celebrations or commiserations. Look, Adam, have a have a great rest of the summer. Um, good luck in your new job, and good luck with pre season. And we'll see you during the season. Ah, oh, cheers, guys. See you soon. Cheers. Bye bye. Welcome to the pod, Rohan Pixley, who won New Player of the Year. Congrats on the award. Cheers, yeah, mate. Cheers. Must be great to be recognised by your fellow players, though. Ah, uh, yeah. Appreciative, mate. Yeah. Happy, just happy to be a part of it, really. But yeah, good to be noticed, I guess. Actually, you did not win New Player of the Year. That was Aidan. You won Player of the Year. So, Players Player of the Year. That's, you know, it's even better. <laughs> oh, it just sounds as good as each other, I think. But yeah, no, like I said... Happy, I'm surprised they all voted that way, but yeah, couldn't be happier. Well, I think you, you've got you won so many man the ma- man the matches, and you must have so many bottles of gin and Pendarian whiskey. You don't know what to do with. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, I still had. I uh, did polish off the gin bottle they got me, but yeah, uh, uh, there was a couple of games in there, so yeah, I guess I was just lucky. Had my day a couple of times. You're, you're so modest, but this is your first season at the club. How did you get to London Welsh? Uh, so I ended up living uh, with Will Taylor and um, he told me to come down and you know see what was around, see if I enjoyed myself to get back into it. But um, also he told me about the touch game they had on the Wednesdays with a lot of the other club boys. Um, so yeah, started playing there, got to know a few people and came down to a couple of trainings and yeah, the rest is history, I guess. I suppose you obviously played um, a lot of rugby prior to coming to London Welsh. What was your history with rugby? Because you're Australian. Did you play a lot of rugby you know, growing up and for some of the teams around your home city? Yeah, so pretty much. I got a couple of brothers as well. So my oldest brother loved it, wanted to get into it. So everyone kind of just followed suit. So I guess from under sevens onward, just played down at my local club at Linfield. Then went on to... Um, play Gordon which was just a bit further away but pretty much still local and yeah ended up playing um, all the way up to a bit of shoot shield with them but mostly second grade around there yeah and then sort of after that then when did you come over to the UK have you been here is it are you here like recently or have you been in the UK for quite a while uh, so yeah about three three and a bit years now um, but uh, I was living up in the Midlands for a bit so uh I played a couple of, you know, random stints, had lost the passion a bit because uh, I'd done a, my ACL, um, so I was out for a little bit, um, but I ended up playing with Hinkley for a year socially, just in the second team, and yeah, that kind of got me back into it, and then like I said, when I came down, came back and uh, met Will, met all the guys, and yeah, it just got me really enjoying it again, so yeah. So you got your passion back with you now now that you're not London Welsh, yeah? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good club to be a part of. Everyone gets you going, feel included. So yeah. That's great to hear that. And when you look back at the season, you know, what are your memories of last season? Oh, just 
good wins, good hard wins. Like I, for me, it was just the perfect mix of social but serious. So you know, everyone had their moments. It wasn't too like you know, if you're not a training, you're not this. There was there was a mutual respect amongst the players. Obviously, like everyone showed up and did their bit when they could. Understandably, I mean, you got people like Gareth who's you know working in tire shifts at the hospital and then still making it to training. So. It was just a good mix, a good mix, which um, brought it all together for me. So yeah. And with so we saw like quite a new face, a lot of new faces on Saturday, didn't we? So there's going to be increased competition and a higher standard of of um, of competition. So you know, what are you going to do to keep fit and then you know try and keep your place in the team? Oh well, I'd uh, run myself to death a bit, just uh, bored while I was furloughed. I guess like a lot of people. Um, but otherwise, I don't know. See, we'll get down there. Hopefully, we'll Taylor keeps throwing some classes together, a bit of gym. I might be getting a bit light for the forward packs, considering <laughs> some of the big fellas I saw rocking up. But no, I can't wait. Just interested to see what um, who's who's joining really. You could play anyway with your hands anyway, so uh, do you know what I mean? So look, look Rob, and um, look, um, enjoy the rest of your summer, uh, stay fit, stay healthy, and we will see you at ODP in the near future. Yeah, cheers, mate. Can't wait. Thanks. Next up, we have Director of Rugby, Kai Griffiths. How are you, Kai? Yeah, I'm good, Gar. How are you? Enjoying the day? Very well. In Pardon? Are you enjoying the day? Yes, I am. It was, it was Saturday was great, I thought. I thought, um, great to see so many players turn up and quite a few new faces too. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like the recruitment has gone really well this uh, this summer um, with a potential of 15, maybe 20 new boys joining us and the majority was down there on Saturday. Um, and I think it's just great to bring them into, into the club quite early on um, and experience what all the park is about and what this group of players is about. So I think everybody sort of enjoyed and everybody gelled as well, which was really good. Um, as much as we can gel with social distancing, but it was great to see new faces and obviously old faces down with us as well. I just want to sort of show our appreciation really to uh, Aldia Park for enabling this event for London Welsh, in particular to people like Gwyn Williams and Gareth Hawkins, for a lot of hours in across Wednesday, Thursday, Friday last week, so we could have that socially distant safe players awards event yeah it's fantastic like what how hard those guys have worked but especially both of them and the uh other guys that's involved the staff members and everybody putting that in within a, probably a five-day turnaround from what we got from the government and making it a very safe uh well-oiled operation and my hat goes out to them and uh yeah they made this made it a really good day um but Mostly, they made it really safe as well, which is great. No, it's great. And, and on Saturday, like from your perspective, what do you expect the players to get out of it? Uh, I think it's with the season finishing early, with an extended break. Um, I think it was just great to get everybody back. You know, the, 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 we've done a couple of Zoom calls and uh, a couple of sort of. I've been reaching out to the players, but actually seeing them in person and just seeing them smiling, enjoying themselves, and enjoying each other's company. And also celebrating um, what we did last year, but also the the awards as well. So I think it's it's great bringing them all together, and obviously will it'll put us in a good position now going forward into pre-season. So you spoke after the awards. You spoke to the players and t- told them about pre-season. Just wanted to tell our listeners really what pre-season looks like now um, at the moment as we see it. Yeah. So um, the boys were supposed to be coming back on the seventh of July. Um, 
but from the guidance we had off the W uh, from the RFU last week, uh, we've decided to push it back two weeks. So the boys now will be coming in on the twenty first, just because they they put three potential start dates uh, for the season. So window one is um, start of October. And then the second window is November. And then there's a third window then, which would be February. So for me, it's the, the season's been pushed back four weeks at, at best. Um, I feel coming in on the seventh is a li- slightly too early. Um, and I think having a start date of the 21st is sort of a little bit of a good balance for us with with the potential two start dates one in november and one in uh, one in october one in november so yeah push it back two weeks um i know a lot of teams are are training at the moment and some of them have been in quite early in in june um but for us i don't think it fits what we're trying to do and how the plan looks so a lot of our supporters club are listening to this and they're probably planning their August around attending some of those matches that we we'd sent out. So are they likely to change now to, and move months, maybe? Yeah, potentially. What, what I've planned is, is those move those three matches um, move into September, potentially. Um, I think we, we'll be getting sort of an update from the RFU every two weeks or so. So as it stands at the moment, it is looking as an October... November, so those matches will probably go pushed back uh, a month. Um, but we are in not limbo, but we are just getting updates when we can from the RFU. Uh, the potential one that might not go ahead is um, the Cardiff, um, the headway game in in Cardiff Blues. Um, but again, if 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 the season does start in window two or three, which is November or February, there's a potential game there. So I'm just looking at other options at the moment. And so finally, you are our second guest on these, this series of podcasts. Uh, how have you enjoyed sort of the, the array of guests uh, that we've managed to line up so far? Because I know you've been texting me occasionally, uh, giving me your feedback, but maybe tell the listeners what you're, what you're thinking about the podcast so far. No, I absolutely love it. I um, I think it's good because as a coach, you, you sort of get to know the players, but I think there's a lot of depth in the conversations that you're having with coaches and with players that's come on. And I'm learning a lot from this group. Um, and I think the, the the different types of character you're getting on there is fantastic. And I really do hope that all the listeners are enjoying it. And I think um, if they do any, if they do want to have anybody on, they just need to tweet you, Danega. Is that, is that anything? Get, 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 yeah, get in touch with me, <laughs> email, uh, Twitter, or, or something like that, or just speak to me at the club when I'm at the club. But we're hoping during the season that we can have some like post-match interviews and then maybe some interviews with the players as well, like a magazine show you know, like every week, for like half an hour. Um, so obviously now during lockdown, we're doing like sort of, it's really just like one person and, and an in-depth, in, sorry, an in-depth interview. Yeah. But if we can do a little bit, maybe a short one of those and some magazine type content with some post, um, post-match interviews with like yourself or Steve or Will and some players and some opposition people and even our supporters, so they're engaged in it, just to get their opinions and to, to hear more voices from the club, really. Yeah, that's nice, great. And I think I mentioned it to you on Saturday. It's it's not a, a rugby-heavy podcast. Um, it's very rounded. I think it's not just the games, how do they break down, 
how did you score? Da, da, da. It's very much depth, which is which is fantastic. And I haven't really heard that much in other podcasts um, from other clubs or podcast guys that do it. So now it's fantastic. You're doing a great job. Uh, we're having, you know, we're a unique family at London Welsh when you think about it, with the characters that we have around the club and the, and the rich history that we have. You know, I've had people ask me to, you know, to record the session with Tedwin, but Tedwin can't have a one-episode podcast on this one. He needs his own series. Yes, five parts over <laughs> yeah. four seasons. Yeah, and we'll do that one-on-one -on -one at some point for everyone. But look, Kai, really appreciate your time today. Um, good luck with pre-season, and we'll be in touch soon. Okay. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. We have heard from all the award winners from across the men's senior squad. We have some great people in our club. I want you to hear from them across the season. If you have any feedback, please share it with us. And if you can leave a review on our page on Apple, that would be appreciated. Also, if you have any guest suggestions, send them our way. Next week, we hear from ODP crowd favourite, and now back in New Zealand, Ty Palacio. Until next time, take care.